Something that I've been working on over the past two months is self-growth. It's been a challenge, having all this time to think, but I've been taking this time to think about the people who belong in my life and the people who don't. I've been keeping in touch with friends and family, speaking to my therapist, and holding myself accountable. I've also been pretty restless. It's hard to believe this is the new normal. You are now listening to Saucy But Sweet with Allie McPherson, a podcast where nothing is off limits, where we talk about everything from romance, sex, pop culture, and everything in between. Sit back, relax, and enjoy an unfiltered time where we keep it sweet and always saucy. And we are back. Welcome back to Saucy But Sweet with Allie McPherson. It's been over two months since our last episode, and I'm happy to be back. I've missed this platform, and I really miss my guests and listeners who make this podcast possible. It feels weird to be coming to you from my home, but I'm still so excited to jump into the topics that are so important to me. Like most of you all, I miss human connection. I've been binge-watching Insecure and Gilmore Girls, re-watching old movies, and basically living off takeout. The last part I've been doing way before things went south. This week, we're gonna talk about how we've been getting by during the pandemic. Whether you're at home with the bay, your fam, or by yourself, we're all looking for a way to get by. Dalvin Brown will be joining us. You might know him. He's a tech reporter from USA Today, and he is absolutely amazing. Can you introduce yourself to those who don't know you? What do you do? Yeah, so my name is Dalvin Brown. I am a journalist. Um, I cover consumer tech at USA Today. Um, yeah, that's that's basically how I, how I spend my time. Awesome. And so how have you been the last few months? Because this is a crazy ass time. Like, can you take me through like what these last few months have been for you? Oh, that is a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, in March, I instantly had to I'm also getting my master's. So I have to instantly pivot from going to school to remote school and then from going to work to remote work. And then New York City was the um the epicenter of this pandemic. So then I'm like, okay, where do I want to be? I went to Mississippi where I grew up for a couple weeks and then the pandemic kept going. And then I'm like, okay, I can't be in Mississippi for that long. Um, So I ended up shifting over to Jersey about 30 minutes from my home um, and just like trying to find a new normal. I haven't found it yet, but you know. And, and here we are. And then today, I'm like, okay, I'm paying too much money in Manhattan to not be in this freaking apartment. So I um, took an Uber and I'm back in the epicenter. Yeah, rent is crazy. No, rent, I, I grew up in Manhattan. I lived there for 12 years. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm mm-hmm. paying way too much. <laughs> yeah, what? no, I feel you. Yeah. And do you have family in New Jersey where you've been staying? No, no. Um, I'm staying with with my partner. We broke up a couple months ago over the summer last year, and then we've sort of been reconnecting in recent months. And um, so I transitioned over to Jersey, and I've been staying at his place for a while. Oh, okay. So reconnection during this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were kind of reconnecting. For the pandemic, but then it was like, hey, you know, if you got to be in quarantine, <laughs> I'm going to need some attention, like something. <laughs> so why not be quarantined with somebody that 
you know, that knows you um, and gets it rather than being alone in the city where, you know, hundreds of people are, are unfortunately passing away every day. So Jer- Jersey it was. Yeah, I wonder, you know, that's interesting. Um because when I'm thinking about relationships and like those people who are single during this time, I'm also thinking how many people are going back to their exes or are reconnecting with their former lovers, former sex uh, friends with benefits, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I wondered that too, actually. I mean, for me, so we were together for four years and then we kind of separated over the summer of 2019 and spent the next few months sort of relearning who the other person was. So like we had, you know, we jumped right in um, pretty quickly after we met. And unfortunately, you know, or fortunately we both grew during that time, but it's kind of hard to reconfigure your relationship while you're in it, you know? So we kind of had to take a step back and separate um, and learn who the other person was and learn what, you know, are we still in love with each other um, on the other side of this? And I guess it turned out that we were, but we had to work through that. Um, and so it, it, it made sense. We had lived together before. It was gradual for us. Um, but do I think we would have been on, you know, in the same space for three months without the pandemic? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely yeah but, but we do get along that's you good know, it is what it is yeah i'm gonna say something ain't no ex um ain't, ain't nobody that i'm getting back with in any way like i i know it's not happening um i don't know like i, I said that too <laughs> i said that too it's like why uh-uh. i for years i would say if we broke up we broke up for a reason uh-uh but this one it, it was different just because it kind of it wasn't a hard and fast breakup so much as it was, we don't know each other, but we love each other, you know? Got and it. so, like, what do you do? Yeah. It's, so I never hated him. We never didn't like each other. It was never that sort of thing. It was just like, dude, I need to grow and fly, and you need to do you. And, like, let's see. Do we like this other person? Without yeah. the pressures of the relationship and living together and, like, the formalities. Um, yeah. But girl, I feel you. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. Like, honestly, whether you're single or in a relationship, no matter what you are, I, I feel like we're in the thick of this. We're in the thick of it, which is the name of this podcast episode. <laughs> because, like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, just mundane things you can't even do without staying on a long-ass line. You know, it, it's yeah. just, it, it's really irritating. Um, and it's nice well, to have some, yeah. In a relationship. Yeah, because you can send them to do it. And you <laughs> That's what I would do. That's, That's what, what I, I do. It's funny. I was actually talking to my friend on the phone yesterday. She's in Miami now, which is really sad. All my friends are out of the state, which is so sad. Um, and we were talking and I was like thinking to myself, like if I had a boyfriend, would I be with him right now or would I be home with my mom? Because I would miss my mom if I wasn't here with her. And she, she was saying, she's never been in a relationship before, but she was saying if my boyfriend had COVID-19, like I wouldn't be... I would be on my own. I wouldn't be there caring for him. And I was like, I don't know what I do. I can't tell. I can't say unless I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you're in the thick of it. Um, Yeah. If my partner had COVID-19, would I be there? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I have to say yes, just because one, I know he'd be there for me. Um, So that's number one. It's like, 
how could I not be there for somebody who I know without a shadow of a doubt would be there for me? But two, I, we've, we've lived in that same place before for like four years. So like he gets a cold and like, I get sicker than he is. So like he gets a cold, I got a flu, I get the flu, you know, like we, we've been sick together before. Um, so I would, I would totally endure that with him, but I also don't have like, any underlying illnesses or like anything like that. But if I certainly, if I had to worry more about that, then um, no, but I think that that's a good question to think about. Like, you know, would you be with your mom then? Tell me that if your mom had COVID-19, you know, would you be staying there or would you, you know, kind of put space between you guys? I would be there. I'd be here. Cause you know, your like your mom is everything, you know, like if she's sick, you're sick. Uh, you know, that feeling between a kid and a, their parent. Um, and if I got sick, everyone in this house would be sick. Cause my apartment is the size of the size of a closet. <laughs> so, um, yeah. that's another thing. <laughs> we pay all this rent to live in a box, right? <laughs> yeah, box, New York know? city, New York city. Um, but something I'm kind of curious, um, how you feel about how people have been handling this pandemic. Like some states have been opening um, and people are like, there are videos of the beach as if it's like MTV spring break. Really? Like I think yeah. I've been seeing has been insane. So kind of how have you been dealing with that during this time? Seeing that. It's very nuanced, right? And so like, I wish I was a person of absolutes, but part of me, I empathize and sympathize with the people who grew up being able to do what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it. And so I could imagine it being more difficult to not be able to for X amount of time. Um, and then your governor say you can go out and like, I could understand why they may want to, but for, and, and I think it's really a clash between like American individualism. So like the, you know, people who, you know, what's mine is mine. I can do whatever I want to. It's a clash between American individualism and sort of the greater good. And I tend to skew more toward the greater good. I, I, I care about the people around me. And so I wear my mask. I socially distance. I'm listening to the scientists because I'm like, okay, experts know better than me. In fact, I think experts know better than politicians. You know, we don't necessarily elect politicians because they understand how pandemics and viruses, you know, transport. That's not why we elect them. I'm not going to look to them for the answers I mean, as I'm also a journalist, so like I know when you want information, you go to the person that's like. We learn that. We learn that. Yeah, right. So like I, so uh, you know, if if medical experts are saying, hey, this is how we slow this thing down so that we can all enjoy life on the other side, I'd rather take a step back and say, okay, I can give up a few things. I'm not struggling. Um, I still have a job and it's easy for me to say, like, I still have a job, you know, like I'm not sitting in the house depressed around people that I don't necessarily like or roommates or like, you know, and so I don't have the cabin fever that I think a lot of people have. Yeah. So it's easy for me to be who I am. Um, but I can't say that I don't think that like some things are stupid. Like those people <laughs> who are, you know, coughing on people intentionally or, you know, 
saying, where's my right to go to the mall? It's like, <laughs> come on, there's bigger, there's bigger issues. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Like these people also that went to the beach during Memorial we- uh, Weekend, uh, they had no masks. You know what I mean? And I, my right. question, yeah. And then they got, co- and then so many of them got corona. Like, <laughs> it's like, how do you, it's hard to feel bad for somebody who knew the risks and did it anyway. And then if you get sick, my thing is like, is it fair to let those people take up the hospital beds or is it fair to like, you know, offer free medical treatment for people who intentionally went against the grain. I'm not saying that it's not, but it definitely raises that question for me. That's a good question to ask, right? You know, that, that, that really is. And my thing is we keep saying thank you to the healthcare workers. We keep having our signs and, and banging the pots, but then there's people putting other people and themselves at risk. So it's like, why are you continuing to thank the healthcare workers and then saying, okay, I'm gonna go out and do this. It's like, well, you're, it's counterintuitive and it's insane. It is. It is. And like, I, I also wonder, you know, if it were their families, would things be different? You know, if we, we've lost a hundred thousand people at this point due to coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if the people who are going out and doing what they want, I wonder if they're doing that because no one close to them has passed mm. um, due to the disease. And I wonder if things would change I mean, obviously, if the numbers go back up, more people are going to die. And I wonder if that if that sort of I can do whatever I want mentality shifts if if that happens. God forbid it happens. But I mean, it's happening. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just taking up in the states that are opening up. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane, really, because, you know, I. I want to be on campus again. I miss I miss doing this podcast in person. I miss seeing all your faces. I miss it. and I feel like these people that are putting their lives at risk, our lives at risk, they're kind of pushing us back cuz we can't go forward yeah. now. And yeah, that's they, scary. Yeah, damn. They slow down the process. But I, my thing too is like, okay, like I said, I'm sympathetic to the people who have who lead different lives and have different value systems than I do. But I will say I miss going to bars and rooftops and Broadway and Hell yeah. being in <laughs> concerts. I had concert tickets to see this artist that I love, Jade Nova. I was so jealous that like now nah, I can't do that like this. Yeah. And, you know uh, I had several concerts lined and I can't, but I'm not going out, you know. I mean, I just I don't have that they have a different conviction, I guess. Than, yeah. Than I do. Yeah, I, I feel, you know, I feel like I'm missing out every single day of my life. I wake up and I'm just like, all the things that I'm missing, you know, picnics at Central Park, hanging out with my friends. January, me and Corey, me and Corey, who I had on this podcast for Living Single, um, that yeah. episode, we got lit all January. And th- and I was talking to him about it on the phone. I said, to think it that... It wasn't a dry January for n- you guys. No, too, so. we got lit every... We got messed up every single weekend in January. And it was a ball. And to think that this is our reality, that we can't do that, you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I know. So I was looking forward to the summer, first of all, because basically I live in New York for the summer. I mean, I love the city year-round, but there's something really special about the food festivals that happen and the concerts and all the gatherings and, you know, UltraCon. I mean, there's just so many, every kind of con, drag con, all of that stuff is happening. And 
Afropunk, oh my god, yes, Afropunk. I, I went. I always wanted to go. Loved it. Oh, you went? Wow, I always wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, go- no, actually, I didn't go to Afropunk last year. I went to Governor's Ball last year. Oh, okay, like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, um, it was it was crazy. Um, but I'm glad that I went. I'm like, I'm glad all the times I went out last summer because, like, I don't know when the next time I'll be able to do it. Um, but mm. I live in New York for the summer, Mm-mm. and so you know, I was going through grad school and working, you know, sixty hour weeks plus doing class and full time work and homework. Whoa. Um, wow. And so I was like, oh, the summer. You know, I'm living for the summer. And then the closer we got to the summer, lockdown, lockdown extended, stay at home. We're nowhere near phase one reopening. <laughs> and here we are in June, practically. And, you know, there's no sign of of ending. Um, That's scary. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It, it certainly, it certainly is. Yeah. But what can you do? Yeah. So what are the things that you're doing to kind of cope with all this? Cause even though you do have a partner, you know, there is, there is those times where you go to bed and you're like, Oh my God, like what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, how do you kind of cope with that? I am. So I neglected my me time a lot in the earlier half of the or first quarter of the year. So I'm trying to get that back. Um, so how do I cope? I take baths, man. I'm a grown man. <laughs> and I will soak in a bathtub. With my soothing music, my salon seat at the table album playing, and just like bask in it, you know, um, and relax. So I, I do a lot of me time as, as often as I can, a couple times a week. I also I've gotten into running, so I try to go for a run, five mile run every day, um, because there's something about like seeing nature and just like appreciating that, you know. Well, I'm certainly not thriving right now. Mother Nature is in her life. And so I like to, you know, go out go out and do that. Um, I pray and meditate, um, have a glass of wine. And sometimes you just need escapism, you know, racket TV. That is how I cope. I put on Real Housewives of Atlanta and <laughs> I, I escape all of this madness. And it's funny because with TV, it's like, you're watching things that were filmed pre-pandemic, and so it's almost as if, you know, you can live vicariously through them. And, like, they eat at restaurants. It's like, okay, restaurants. Remember? And it's so funny. Like, sometimes I'm, like, talking to my partner and we're watching stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, pools. Remember <laughs> pools? Remember when you could go swimming? You know? Oh, my God. Now. Oh, my God. Do you watch Insecure? Because I've been triggered as hell watching this show. Like... I miss Los Angeles. I I miss LA so bad. I I, so part of me wishes that like while while I was in Corona, I'm like, man, I should have moved to LA a long time ago. (laughs) Um, Because I'm sure Corona in California is different than like Corona on the island of Manhattan. But I, I haven't watched. I haven't been watching Insecure. Um, but I'm I am rooting for everybody black. So, maybe, but not maybe Molly. That's Molly my next binge watch. Mm-hmm. Not Molly though. She being a little bitch this season. If you watch oh, it, oh for real, you need to oh, watch. Okay, wow. all right. Yeah, but I got lots to catch up on. I watched the first few episodes, and like it was one of those things. I kind of was it on HBO. Or yeah, where, where did in. So that's what happened. I ended up losing HBO, but I just got HBO Max like last night. So, oh yeah, yeah, HBO Max came out. Mm -hmm. 
I think it came out yesterday, and I'm like, oh, there's some new binge watching stuff, and so yeah, right. I, I got another. I'll give Insecure another another go. Yeah, like when I watch that show and I see the girls getting laid and you know going out clubbing, I'm just like, I'm hella jealous of all of y'all right now. Okay, no, I'm hella jealous. It's like, how you even live your best life during a pandemic? Like, you just kind of can't. Like, but yeah, I'd be jealous of Housewives of Atlanta. They travel. Like, I see people on play. It's like, oh, remember, like, airplanes and, like, hotels. Yeah, like, what's that? Like, what, what's that? I know, like, what's a hotel? Girl, what's, what's a rooftop? What's, a, <laughs> what's getting your eyebrows waxed? You know? I know. I, I ain't the same. I'm not. I keep talking about. I'm not the same. And you know, the last time I got laid was um before. Okay, the beginning of the lockdown. The beginning okay. of the lockdown, where we the guy I was with, he booked this whole this like room in a um little motel in Harlem. Oh, cute. He ain't you shit. He he ain't shit though. Down. Well, <laughs> well, most of them aren't, but. At least you got something out of it, right? I got something. I got a little treat before before everything went to right, shit. Right before this, yeah, yeah. That 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 was good. Before everything went to hell, get some get some dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. I, yeah. you know the great again the great thing about having partnership too is like that and like human connection where you know this because that's one of the first things we lost with Corona is just that you know, human to human, face to face connection and interaction. And like, sure, there's social media, but that's not, it's not the same. So, you know, I've sort of lucked out in that I, I've had someone always there to bounce ideas off of, to talk to, to like cuddle up and watch television with, to send to the grocery store because I don't feel like going. Um, Let me tell you, the two things I'd be, if I had a partner right now, I'd be probably doing it all the time or just sending him to the grocery store. Like two things, like two, <laughs> that would literally be it. Basically. Uh, you know, I think, I think, yeah. And it's funny too. Cause like, we don't even fight as much like during career. It's like, you feel silly for fighting. Cause it's like, man, there's people out here without no job. Like, yeah, you know, there's people out here can't get their unemployment, ain't got a job, don't know when they'll have a job, store shutting down, and like some real problems. Right, and we find over who about to do the dishes. Like, nah. But that's the thing too. I've read that domestic violence is up, so I guess people get sick of each other. Yeah, but the thing is, know. yeah, but the, you know, my thing is, if I had a partner right now, and I'd love him to death, no matter what. If I was up under him twenty four seven. I think I'd get sick of him. Like, respectfully, I'd be like, I still want to be with you, but I just can't do, like, this is too much. So I want to know how many people are feeling that right now with their partner. Like, I love you, but, like, please go away. Oh, my God. I have to tell you this story because it was just super funny. The other day, or maybe a couple weeks ago, we were walking to the grocery store because we discovered this new grocery store, and it's pretty far away. And we're walking, and I hear this argument outside of one of these houses. Now, mind you, Montclair, New Jersey, like, there's some pretty big homes. So, you know, they're kind of spread, spread out. Some of them, that, that's where I've been. Um, and we're walking down the street, and we hear, I hear screaming. I'm like, oh, I'm nosy. I'm, you know, I'm a journalist. I got to get to the bottom of it. So I'm like, trying to figure out, you know, who yelling? Who is this fighting? <laughs> I, I basically, I run up almost to somebody's yard, like, trying to listen and hear it out. And I hear this woman yelling at her husband 
She said, I'm so sick of you. I'm sick of being up under you every day. I'm over it. What did she say? I am out of here. She didn't. She never left the house. So I'm like waiting for her to be like, you know, walk out the door. But she never left that. But and, and, and I was with my partner. and We were like laughing at it. But yeah, I, I and, and I sort of said in that moment, I get it. Like if you're you know, I've lucked out in that, you know, a lot of the times I was working. So we're in two different rooms and I can go for a run if I need to. There's a terrace. Um, so we certainly do get our alone time, but I've lived with an ex before where we were basically on top of each other all the time and it drove me mad. I mean, <laughs> mad. Yeah. Yep. Matter. But it drove me mad. So I I know what that's like. Um I I I think I'm just in a we're in a unique position where we sort of get those time, but I say that, and then here I am in my Manhattan apartment, like yeah. I this morning, because I I need to figure out on my own. And sometimes you don't need to be around other people when you're like, okay, I got to make a big decision. Like I got to decide whether I'm staying in Manhattan or not. Yeah. Um, like I need to be in my own zone as I process this. Maybe I'm a little hypocrite by saying that, like, oh, all is good because I, I did need my alone time to to figure this to figure this out. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm not the easiest person to live with. So if I had a partner right now and was living with him, he'd have probably kicked me out already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why aren't you the easiest person to live with? Like, what do you leave your shoes everywhere? Like, what, what's your... No, what's I... Your no, I'm, I'm clean. Like, I clean up after myself. I think I'm just... Like, I just need my space. Like, I love having someone to talk to all the time. But I need, like, a, like where I am in my room, it's comfortable. It's my own space. It's small, but it's my own space. I can't just be on top of you constantly. Like, we're going to argue about things. Things you're going to kind of say, maybe under your breath, is going to annoy me. Like, little things like that. Like, little snide things that happen. Just those kind of... I get oh, easily yeah. annoyed, too. Like, I will come for you. Like, I'm just that... Like, I, when What's I was... Your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Okay. Does it make sense? Are you December? Yeah, but are you December or January? January. Okay, got it. This pandemic, but I'd be done by then. I'm telling you that right now because I'm getting lit on my birthday. September. I'm trying to. (laughs) I don't even know. I'm gonna just pretend my birthday didn't happen and then just like celebrate two birthdays in 2021. (laughs) You can share mine if you want. We can have a joint birthday party. That's what I did last year. That's what I did this year. Yeah, we had like. I yeah, can, yeah. I can, I can host the part while well, if I'm still in the city. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but yeah. I, yeah, but, but I remember like when I was with my ex, and we loved each other to death. We were happy, but I remember when I was over there for three days. We had just began begun dating, <laughs> and by the third day, I was like, nah. Like we were just fighting, and it's like but we love each other. Like what the hell? But it's just because we were in this enclosed space, and he had a, like a kind of a big house. For like three days, you know what I mean. So I can't imagine like a pandemic where it's more than three days. And let's say you just began to date. Um, yeah, definitely not. Wow. I mean, definitely, if we had just so so that's because let me. I can go back to when we first met. <laughs> so we actually, um, I think I'd maybe seen him two or three times before we went on a trip together. We went to Miami, and that's so we were dating, and then we went to Miami together, and that's sort of where we fell in love. But I'll say, while we were in Miami, there were little things that, like, because we were basically on top of each other and getting to know each other, 
where I had to check him a couple times. Um, right? Yep. In the beginning, because... I was trying to set the stage. Like you got to learn how to treat how to treat me, and they, people don't always know how to treat each other. If at the beginning you have to show people how to treat you, um, and what you'll tolerate and what you won't, and so I get that. Part of what makes it easier now um, too is like I talk to a therapist every two weeks. I got my virtual therapy appointments. I got a psychiatrist. Like you know, and sort of talking things out with a third party whenever I have things on my mind, kind of let some of the air out of the balloon. So when I am discussing heated topics with my partner, the balloon don't pop. Yeah. You know, I'll let some of the air out with, with my therapist. And then, you know, I'm a little bit more level-headed when we have to talk about things. But I I, I can relate to how you were in that house with, with your ex, because I was there in that hotel room in Miami <laughs> with my partner, five years ago. Yeah. And, and, and I like what you say. You have to teach people how to treat you because sometimes people don't, they don't know. They think they can talk no. to you how they want. Right. That ain't working. They talk to their friends or how they talk to their parents. Like I am a stick. And so uh, what I've tried to do is like, I can't get mad at what you do. If I didn't tell you how to do it yeah, or like how I'm going to receive it. So I'll give you that pass. But after we discuss it, if you keep doing it, then like that's, that's where it becomes disrespectful. It's not disrespectful if you don't know no better, because sometimes I don't know. Like, with my partner, there are certain, like, trigger words that, like, he doesn't like for me to say. Yeah. And so, but I had to learn that, you know? I didn't know it. He didn't know it until I said that word that one time. <laughs> and, like, you know, uh, the volcano erupted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but certainly after he tells me, you know, how it makes him feel, it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm a journalist. I got a little vernac. I got a, you know, I got some vocabulary, so I'll find a synonym. Yeah, right. We're journalists. We can find something. Word. Right, I can find something. I can. I'll, I'll find a way to say it. Um, <laughs> but in a way that's like, you know, I, I think the point of communication is so that the other per- the other person understands how you feel, and sometimes that can get lost because we communicate differently. We grow up differently. We navigate the world differently, and so. I, I tend to be more simple. I, I listen to what he needs and then I communicate on that level rather than saying things on the level that like I understand things. Cause we have completely different upbringings, child. So I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't, we would never make it if we didn't both sort of try to speak to the other person in the way that's best for them to receive receive the message if that makes any sense no no it makes sense uh, it makes sense for sure yeah these these are yeah. look, these are trying times you got to hold on to the good ones you know i'm very lucky that i'm not by myself i'm have my family here i get yeah, to hug family That's yeah me. yeah like i have someone i can hug you know what i mean because people can't hug right now they can't touch i can hug someone i can feel it's just good feeling but it's all holidays you had mother's day with your mom you had easter with your family you know Mm -hmm. that's what those that's what people want to do that's who you want to be during that time so i say you know there's really no better place to be than than with mom mom yeah exactly and for mother's day i don't know if you saw it on instagram i did like a a spa day for her i had flowered the roses petals rose petals all throughout the house i had like a spa music cucumber water foot spa love that yeah i was like because i had taken her to the spa three years ago for mother's day and 
I was like, wow, I kind of want to do that again because I have some money on me, but then the pandemic. And it's like, I'm going to bring it to her, you know? Yeah, I, I ordered my grandmother gifts on Amazon and have them because what else could I do? Um, but yeah, I wish I had... My, my biggest mistake, I think, is that when I went to Mississippi, because I was like, oh, the pandemic will, you know, things will slow, you know, it, it'll, it'll slow down. Um, it'll, taper, it'll taper off in the next three weeks or so. So I only took things to get me through a couple weeks in Mississippi when I was with my family. And then mm-hmm. it just like, it wasn't stopping. So I had to fly back to New York. Shoot, my dollar went a lot of fur you know, a lot further in Mississippi and I should have been with, with my mom and my family during all of this. Like, you know, it's almost the apocalypse. And like, if it's the apocalypse, who do you want to be with? I feel like I'm a New Yorker. Like I, 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 I moved living in New York was a dream for me growing up. And so I made that happen and I had been with a partner for several years. So I'd never lived on my own and I got my own apartment in 2019 and so I was adulting to the max um, and then the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I don't know if I can justify paying what I pay when everything around me is shut down. Like I, I, I picked this apartment partially because the school was a few blocks away. My office was a block away. Um, but now work's remote, school's remote. So there's no bars. Like, you know, how do I justify paying what I pay for this box if I'm not going to enjoy life outside of it? But I also didn't move to New York to live in New Jersey, you know? Like, I, so <laughs> I don't know what this chapter is going to hold for me. Yeah, and I, I got mad respect for you that you lived in the Bronx. I'm telling you, BX all day, every yeah, day, I, you know? <laughs> yeah, I loved, I, lo- I actually, so I loved living in the Bronx. I didn't like my apartment or my roommates at the time. Yeah. Um, it was just a not, it was, was a toxic environment, but I, I was there for a few years um, when I first moved to New York. Um, partly because it was the, I mean, it was just the first place that like I went to because my roommate that I was moving in with lived in the Bronx. And so it became my sort of home away from home. Um, and you know, I was sharing a bedroom, paying like four fifty a month. Wow! Uh, not sharing a bedroom, but roommates paying like four fifty a month. Um, but yeah, I mean, the restaurants were great. The grocery stores were great. The food the is amazing. Food great. The food is amazing the here. Freaking amazing. The best food the ever food is in the Bronx. Hell, you though. Yes, but nobody says yeah. that. Like, you almost gotta live in the Bronx to know that. Because when I like, ooh, I was eating good. Manhattan food ooh, ain't, was... ain't even close to Bronx food. Like, I, when I lived in Manhattan, we were ordering every night, like, all the time. Food wasn't as good as this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. There was a Spanish restaurant I used to go to called Cucci Fritos. I don't know if you know anything about Cucci Fritos, but, man, it was <laughs> so good. Ugh, I'm, I almost want to hop on that, on the MTA, just to go up there. And get hop on the six. Come to my place. We could order in. We order. Pe- mm, we got the food up in here. Yeah. No. For, yeah. See, that's what we're missing out at right here. Like that was part of the reason I left too. I'm like, all my favorite restaurants were closed. Like, what's the point of me? By the way, like. But now they're kind of opening up. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Things are opening slowly. I'm. I cannot believe that you live like a block away from work and school. Like that's insane yeah. to me. Like. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, 
it was such a blessing. Like, and it still is, I guess, but uh, it's also like a dirty joke. It's like, really? Like, I got this, this apartment a block from my office, no commute, dream situation, and now you gonna shut the city down? Like, really? Yeah. I guess the silver lining is that my landlord's not raising the rent, but like, again, I'm still like, do I want to pay this much? When I could pay, when I could save 500 or more a month by literally just moving across the water, like moving off the island would just like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's good places in Brooklyn, right? You ever like looked at Brooklyn, like some of the nice or cheaper, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's so I when I was looking when I ended up picking this apartment, I was looking, but what I realized is that I'm paying what I'm paying here is comparable to some of the areas, areas that I would live in in Brooklyn, only I'm saving $150 a month because I don't have to pay for a metro card if I like live in Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would get more space, but I'm not necessarily wanting more space, I'm wanting to pay less money. I'm like, I have a studio in Manhattan and I got it for a good price, so like. I feel like a studio, what I'm paying here, like, I, I just have a hard time imagining people paying less than this and not having to pay for a Metro card. Yeah. It's like, makes it like, oh, okay, well then if I'm paying an extra $150, $200 more, also there's Ubers. It's like, if I didn't like me living, I take Ubers when I go out because I don't be having time when I'm ready to go home. I don't want to wait for the... <laughs> I feel you. Uber's my best friend. Like, yeah, mine too. I'm like, how did I even get around before this? <laughs> like, We didn't. Um, like. <laughs> I know. There's so much... I go... I'd be, I'm willing to go to stuff because I know I can take an Uber after. Um, Look, I'm a young woman living in the Bronx. We, we only take Uber. We don't play that train crap yeah. at night. No. Yeah. After a certain time... Right. Yeah. So that was, so that's me. I'm like, okay, well, if I lived in like, you know, in Bushwick, but if I needed, to, if I wanted to go out and I'm like out in this city, it's going to cost me more to take an Uber every time back to Brooklyn when I could just live in a city and then walk home. Like that. I, I yeah. That's how I justify it. But, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, New York right now, like, we, New York has always been kind of crazy, but just now it's, like, overboard. Like, we, you just don't feel safe. You know, anywhere you go, somebody yeah. could be, you could, I could be carrying it. I don't know if I even have it, you know? And it's, it's insane. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy that the deaths per day, it's so sad to say this, but, like, the deaths per day are like under a hundred, I think now. And so there's a glimmer of hope, you know, I guess that's the silver lining in this, but it's still scary because, you know, there's still people out here suffering from it, you know, having a hard time breathing. Maybe they don't pass, but like who wants to have to be quarantined and not be able to breathe, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, it is, it is a mad time, but I, it, I feel like it's one of those events that you look back at and you say, you know, I, I, I lived through the pandemic, you know, like people do with 9-11, like there's all these stories about like, oh, where were you during 9-11? And like, you know, where were you during the blackout, which I wasn't yeah. here for 9-11, like, right? And then like the blackout, I don't even know when that was, a long time ago. But now mm -hmm. I can say, 
Man, I was in New York in crazy time during this trying time. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know sometimes the the tragedies make for the best stories. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I wonder. Will maybe this is this is one of them? I've I've told a lot of stories um, about. You know, Trump was saying that people are ready to go back to work. I did a story on whether people actually are ready to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did stories on, you know, one of the more unique ones was that women are taking up the bulk of the childcare duties during the stay-at-home era. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're, they're, women are working from home, men are working from home, but women are more, are, are taking on a bit more responsibility. And so I looked at why that is and how women feel about that. And, and um you know, there's all these little caveats that, like, people don't necessarily think about. Um, I think this last story that I did was actually, yeah, the most recent story I did. I'm on furlough this week. Um, but the last story I did was on um, these clashes that are happening at, like, grocery stores where people, you know, one person's not wearing the mask and the next person's wearing a mask and there's a fight that, are, that erupts. And so I was sort of exploring what's what's happening there um so yeah as journalists we have so many different stories that we can tell from what's happening to small businesses to what's happening with amazon and everything in between yeah um during this time yeah so no for sure there's there's so much to write about and it it's insane but one last question i have what is on your quarantine playlist what music has been getting you through this time like, what songs have been getting you through this? I'm going to tell you. So, I, you know, people say they listen to a little bit of everything. I really listen to a little bit of everything. Um, there is this Kiki Sheard, um, which, like, is one of the Clark sisters' daughters. I don't know if you saw the Clark sister doc. But she has this song. She has, she's a gospel singer, and she has this song called Big, Big, Big. Um, that is really inspiring. I like a little gospel sometimes, especially during this time, because it's it's easy to, you know, focus on your issues. But I, I, I do like um, music that, that kind of takes my mind off of that. Now, on the flip side of that, um, so I'm trying to think of what the most recent, like my latest download. Um, actually, it was that Gaga, Lady Gaga, and like Ariana Grande. So I have a little brother who's obsessed with Ariana Grande, child. And every time she does something, he texts. So <laughs> she has, she has a song with with Gaga. Um, there's like this pop clubby kind of song, and like that's a, it's it's escapism at its best because you you know you imagine you're in a club, which you clearly can't be right now unless you're on like house party or something. So like that that's been hard that's that's been played um who somebody just released a new album oh i've also gotten into um i'm a savage like that yes that's my song i've been twerking to that i've been twerking to that (laughs) yeah yeah that's a vibe like obsessed with that one and then somebody just had a whole album come out oh jojo i don't know if you yes jojo she back she back she, she back she has a whole album she called um, good to know and it's grown and it's sexy and it's like every bit of like what I want to be channeling right now um, in this place in my life with like adulting and like relationships and and so yeah I think JoJo's last album Good to Know is like 
yeah, it's grown and sexy and it's everything that I want to be. So that, that, that's what's getting me through, through this quarantine. Yeah. For me, I think I've been just jamming to my app. Yeah. I love my Afro fusion. I've been jamming to that before the pandemic during, I'm gonna be jamming to that after also R and B Janae Aiko's album Chilombo Chilombo. Yeah. Is is like yeah. is that it. is that she got a real what's that there's one single on that uh um the and, and maybe it's a DJ mix that like I, I'm obsessed with. Oh my god, what is that song called? What are her singles on that album? Yeah, so there you know? yeah, so there's one way, one like one way street. Um what's the other one? There's triggered. There's triggered on triggered on there, which people like triggered freestyle. Uh, there's define me. There's I can look on my phone right now, I can see. Yeah, because I don't have. But see, I can't because I don't want to mess up the sound. But yeah, there's one song on that album that like I'm obsessed with. BS, um, surrender, trying to smoke. I don't have her whole album, so I probably don't have that. I might not have that song you're referring okay. to, but like BS with okay. her is like lit. Lit lit. Okay. Um, I also love okay. um Lucky Day. Like, how can you not? He's been getting me through this too. Yeah. Okay. And I'm looking up Lucky Day. Oh. Okay. I, I actually don't even know who this is, but Oh, you gotta jam to him. You gotta jam. Yep. So what's a good one? Can you blame me? Is that a good one? What by With him? Lonnie? Um, yeah, or, or should I just get his whole painted album? Like, I like that painted paint. I, I like yeah. I I would get painted, and then look at his song okay. "Buying Time." That song's lit. Um, his songs "Roll Some Roll Some More," "Roll Some Mo." That's a lit song. Um, oh yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, and yeah, and just like all of her, like everything her makes is amazing. Like everything. So I've also like, I'm in my guilty pleasure. I'm really like embarrassed about this is like Justin Bieber's new album. It's actually really good. Yeah. I go to Justin Bieber's album too. I just haven't listened to it. But if you say it's good. It's really good. No, no, it's really good. And normally I don't like songs that are lovey dovey. I don't, I think those are shitty. Like I tend to like hate them. I love songs about heartbreak and like you cheated on me. I hate you. I like that. But because His music is, he's just really good. Like he really, he didn't do it rushed. It seems like he really took his time with it. And then of course it's about his yeah. marriage to Hailey Bieber. Um, and it, I don't know, I think the songs are beautiful. And I, I, I typically, I love more of like Adele style of like, let me talk about my heartbreak. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait for her to come back too. But I guess we'll talk about the Adele album on another, another podcast. Whenever that music comes out, Adele. We um, here for it. I can't wait for yeah, yeah. We, we hear French. Yeah, I know she has a new boo, you know, or some guy. I don't know him, yeah. but. <laughs> I don't know him either, but, you know, hey. Go on with your bad you. self. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we've reached the end of this episode. This was a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, we just trying to live our best life out here in these hard times. Yeah, just trying to make it through. Yeah, trying to survive. But um, I think we're doing well. It seems like you have a lot going. I have a lot, you know, coming up. And yeah, thanks for being a part of this. Woo! Yeah, I'm proud of you. I I love it. So 
keep it up. Yeah, and I know you always want to be on, so now you're on, but virtually. Yes, now I'm on. <laughs> Cross that off my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, virtual. Well, thanks for having me again. Of course, yes. And so come on. To the next one. Yeah, come on anytime you want. Let me know. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Saucy But Sweet with Allie McPherson.